Well, let me tell you a little something about me. When it's Saturday night, I need to blow off some steam. One, two, three, four! So again, ladies and gentlemen, we're here from the podcast studio at IRA Companies, and we're here to kind of just run through some topics and kind of share uh, some of the things that we're doing and, and what's going on in, in this world. So again, I'm Ray Henry from uh, IRA, and uh, why don't you guys introduce yourselves here? I'm Troy, your oldest son, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm president of Brett. I'm Logan. You know, you guys know me. I mean, it's they, it's those people who don't know us. So I'm Logan from uh, both the IRA companies and Brad Software, president or vice president of uh, Brad Software. Old Troy over there is president. Uh, and then Jordan over here is the man. Yeah, I'm Jordan. I am the UX designer and partially graphic designer of both as well. Amazing. So guys, uh, you know, I know that we've got a lot of things that we wanted to cover today, and it's kind of a little bit of a, a new thing, and, and we're just going to pop it off and make sure that, you know, we're having fun, but at the same time, we're going to, you know, we're going to educate some people on some different topics that, you know, that we're pretty much uh, aware of and that we understand what's going on. So um, why don't we... Talk about all the good stuff here that we've got, we've been doing around here. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh... So I guess that um, first things at first, but, uh, you know, we all, we all kind of know who we are. Uh, and what we do, but uh, I guess we really didn't explain what we do each, right, a little bit. So why don't we maybe tell each other, you know, I mean, just talk about that a little bit. You know, me is, uh, uh, I guess there's, I've got a lot of hats I wear. Uh, and somewhere, some days I have to change them hats up and, you know, depending upon what I'm doing. But um, with the uh, IRA companies that I've been working with the last 22 years, basically what's happened is, is that we've changed. We've changed a lot, but at the same time, I'm, I'm a auctioneer. I'm actually a master appraiser. And, uh, and also with being appraiser, I know a lot about equipment because that's kind of my forte. So that's kind of me in a nutshell. I uh, uh, basically started back in uh, early two th uh, it's 2000 and I'm going on from there and we're going to keep moving forward. So with that, Troy, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Well, um, grew up in the industry being being with uh, dad started an IRA, <clears throat> excuse me, when I believe I was about 16. Um, but I wasn't introduced into the industry because of the, the lineage that goes before us. But I came in a part of it and I did a lot of work out in the yard. It was where I started and um, slowly migrated inside. So I got to learn about equipment. And then as my education and my seemed like my purpose changed. Um, I migrated over to the software and um, helping get an understanding and we're, uh, we're trying to move forward with that. So what do you do with software? I, right now we're preparing for release. Um, so we're a combination of making up, making sure that our 
our customers have the proper paperwork and that they're informed on on their decision that's about to take place. What kind of customers do you have? We have this company named IRA right now. That's uh, <laughs> they're really they're really pushing the envelope for us. Oh yeah. So what kind of stuff are you doing for IRA then? They're pushing that envelope. Well, we're trying to bring them. Little... Hang on, Troy. Let me take on this big old man over here. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us a little about yourself before you take on the big guy? Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, you guys know what I do. I do the big programming. <clears throat> Jordan here works with me, but mainly, I actually met Ray a long time I ago. A little programmer. <laughs> I'm a little programmer. Uh, Go ahead and tell me how you took you, you met me. Um, before you take on the big, yeah, that's what I was about to say. It was just how, <laughs> how we met, which is, um, I came out here to sell you a different software and, uh, and I was actually happened? the developer of that software myself made that, um, all by my lonesome. And, uh, what happened to that? Well, uh, that <laughs> yeah, what, what kind up. of, what kind of big man took you to test on that one? Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> um, you know, software is, a complicated topic because every company does things differently and that's what i learned after going to a ton of places last place i ever went was here um and that's when i met ray and i um we i basically found out that he was using a microsoft access database that was 20 years old that worked better than 90 percent of the softwares that exist to this day and the simple reason is because it's a very simple customer management system where you can get reports for all your data and that's about it. I mean, that's all you really need. And then all the different functionalities that come along with the, you know, uh, you could call them custom flows of a business where they do specific things for different industries. Um, it was all in a Microsoft access database. And, you know, that kind of <laughs> functionality is really only existent in those really huge software platforms um, that we all know and love like Salesforce, Zoho, all those kind of names and whatnot, but um, not to be specific, viewers. <laughs> um, but you get the point. Um, and yeah, we and then after we did that, um, I actually built Ray and iRay companies uh, a management system for their for their business, and that's how we all met. And now we're all here, and now we're all talking to you guys, doing more fun stuff like a podcast. This is the first of many, but. Um, but yeah, and um, with that's I do. I'm like Ray. We we both wear we all wear a lot of hats around here because we're all doing a lot. You know, we got we got sound guys over there. He's he Evan over there is our Jamie over here. If there's a question about anything, we're asking that guy. Okay, thanks, Joe Rogan. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, Jordan, I'll get we'll get back to the software stuff in a little bit. Still, just kind of introducing us and letting you get to know us a little bit, and then. Uh, Jordan, you want to? Well, Logan set me up to meet Ray. <laughs> then our uh, our uh, sound guy and, uh, you know, a few other people decided to show up. And they all got hired with me. <laughs> and uh, I started as a graphic designer. I've been doing that for probably 15 years. Long time. And then doing, you know, development on the side for about, maybe eight six ish years just in school and uh then some stuff happened with one of our developers so i decided to switch <laughs> and uh ended up doing some stuff that was really cool so that's just what i've been doing 
and then combining them together to make cool UIs that everyone could use. Well, I think that all together, you know, you guys, um, you know, I think that, you know, what, what kind of happened was that when I brought on Logan onto the team and uh, we started with a rebuild of what we had that we started with, it changed kind of the whole picture of what we needed to do. And along with that, you know, I, I thought Logan was kind of a Superman. So I, I said, wow, I said, you can build that. I said, you're going to be able to build what I need. I'll guarantee that because I'll walk you through it. I'll keep you coming back so that at least you can have the experience, what we're doing, how we're doing it, and you can get it hands-on. You don't have to be like them normal programmers that sit in an office and think they're programming when they don't know what they're programming for. Oh, I forgot to mention something too. Sorry to cut you off, my dear friend, but I just <laughs> wanted to throw in the fact that both of us have a lot of experience in the industries that we're both good at, which is Ray's experience in the auction industry and doing things for many years. I mean, 20 years just here. 22. 22 years. Sorry, folks. Um, and then he's also a third generation auctioneer. And, um, you know, he's so he's been doing this kind of stuff and has been in his family a long time. Um, but uh, and even me, I have I've been doing software my whole life. I've dedicated my whole life to software and making software good. And that's 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 our mission here at IRA Companies and Brad Software is not only for you know us at Brad Software making good software for businesses, but also IRA companies having good relationships with their customers and you know just securing all the good deals that you possibly can. I mean, we just had a news article published about um, IRA companies, uh, and uh, that was a, they were detailing all the, all the different companies who work for big companies um, and sell their equipment and do things like that, and it's real good stuff. I mean, the the secret is out, folks. We're building great software. And we provide great service at IRA companies with that software. So, you know, whether it's um, this or that, we're doing it. I'm sorry, but let's get. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and that, and that's right. Uh, the one thing that, you know, that when we met and we got together, uh, you basically, you know, I said, well, how can we hear, you know, make this come along a little quicker because of the development? And, you know, you're inventing. When, when you start putting software programs together and all these other things that make this come together, it becomes an invention. And it's invention in the new way. I mean, it's no different than having a Harley and then having a Kawasaki and, you know, that kind of thing. But they all run on different rubber. They all have different rims, you know, but and different motors and so on and so forth. But they've got the same kind of drive. They're moving forward. And, uh, you know, and what we found out was the Fortune 500 companies were building the software, but, you know, they're kind of keeping it secret, you know, yeah. and uh, we felt that, hey, we can do this. And I say we because I'm kind of guiding everything along here as, as far as as part of it. IRA companies literally, you know, like what? what it's a mock up, basically. What, yeah. I mean, what we're doing, what we started doing with IRA companies ultimately grew into what is Brad Software. And, you know, IRA companies is still, it was the basically the beta testers of the software, even though it was for IRA companies to begin with, because it kind of transitioned when I first met Ray, it was just me building his business of software. And then once we realized what we've got, we were like, okay, we're going to actually take this and even let's share, it. let's share it. Exactly. And, um, and that's, that's, that's what's going on here, which kind of leads us, we're talking about new, um, uh, software and great things, which kind of leads us into our first topic, which is new equipment. Which is what we got sitting out. I mean, we don't got new equipment, but we got a lot of good equipment sitting out there, don't we, Ray? Yeah, I mean, we've got our auction coming up tomorrow. If you, you know, I mean, I say tomorrow, but we've, we've got tomorrow every day because <laughs> yeah. we've got auctions coming on uh, every four to six weeks is what we've been doing, and uh, what's been helping us is the software. Um, I was just kind of getting close to you know telling how these guys came on board. You know what I mean? As far as with um, with Brad Software. 
and also with the you know the design and and the mock-up for IRA companies. Uh, and I know that you know when Logan was on with me and we were talking about it about how we could speed this deal up. It came down to a couple different things. He said, well, I've got some friends that could help with some different areas that I really would like to be on the back end programming. And I'd like them to do some things in their expertise, which is uh, graphic design, uh, animation. Uh, another programmer would, would do actually hook the back end to the front end. So, I mean, there's programming on both ends of this thing. So you've, you've, got, a, you've got a whole center line there. And uh, I said, well, let's bring them on. Let's talk to them. Let's see what we can do. And that's when it, uh, it, it started and it started with everybody and that came in and then they had to really kind of learn how each other wanted to do things. And, and I think that, uh, you know, they worked well together. I mean, we all have our differences. We know when to walk away and we know when to come back. And, um, and I think that that's kind of the key to, you know, a success. But then after we got going there for a while, I said, well, you know, we're going to have to start marketing this deal and get going. Old Troy comes up and decides to, you know, uh, hey, you know, I'm I'm uh, kind of in between. You got anything else to do? He says, because I'm I'm kind of doing something different here. And and I said, you know, Troy, I says I kind of do have something to do. But I said, let me show you. And you decide, you know, what your your thoughts are there. And um, I kind of pushed him in to go on a trade show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he actually went to the nationals. That was his. No, was that your first deal, the nationals? Yes, sir. National auctioneers. So a national convention. For the auctioneers, he went his first trade show he ever did, and we put things together as far as that goes. And and um, and Evan and and Jordan and and uh, well, we may Logan. look new, but what they see, what they what the viewers may not know is that I have been to plenty of conventions, and we've done that. We're not new to anything over here. All I meant was that when we showed up there. Oh yeah, they're definitely looking at us like the new kids on the block, just because they're scared. You know every. Every company should be shivering in their timbers, if you ask me. <laughs> yep, because we're going to definitely, uh, when we hit that ball, she's going to go out of the park. Oh, yeah. You know, and none, you know, not to, this is where I won't name any names, but there's been some problems in these industries. <laughs> yeah. um, and uh, that's what we're here to solve. But neither here nor there. The first trade show did go great. Troy's been going to many trade shows since that, too. Um, and Troy is great at it. I think he's got that just ability to sit there and, you know, talk to people. So, what's the main thing that people are looking for at them trade shows, Troy? Well, people are very interested in in the way that the new the new design of the way the CRMs are handled and function. Um, what is a CRM? CRM audience? is it's your your customer database. If we're going to break it down into the most simple terms, I guess. Um, which ours ours has a lot of added functionalities and tooling, but they're they're people are interested in that and they they want to know about it because it's it's something that's coming to the forefront of the industry a lot and they're just getting they're getting told a lot that white label um independentize yourself self-hosted um these are all things that are 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 intended to bring the industry forward and that's also what our intention is when we we it it kind of keeps the small guy back in business, doesn't it? It does. We believe that it puts that power back in their hands. And then for the small guy to actually have their own bidding platform. I mean. What, what would you consider small guy? Anybody under what? A billion dollars or a hundred million? Or what are you thinking for company wise? Well, if I'm being completely honest, my idea of small before going to conventions and my idea of small after going to conventions are different. Um, 
growing up in this com- growing up with this company around me, I for some reason I always fell under the understanding this is just the size that every all of them were. <laughs> um, I was wrong, and there's a lot of and I don't there's no disrespect intended because I think it's amazing how much how much can be done with so few people. But the average auction company doesn't seem to be more than four to six people, really. I mean, that's, well, we can run IRA with nine. Yeah, it's. It's crazy what a small team can do when they actually stick together and get stuff done. Well, you know, and and just to kind of lay that on the line is that when COVID hit, you know what I mean? And and that was a whole different animal for us. I mean, we had it where we had up to six to 800 people coming in here and having auctions and, and, you know, having a good old time and they'd stand in front of you and, you know, you'd know Joe or Fred or Sam and whoever coming up in front of you and you could say their name and say, Joe, you want back in, don't you? And um, today's world is a little bit different than that. Uh, COVID hit. We ended up where they said, you know, you can't bring anybody in. Hang on a second. We just need to address that real quick. I'm not going to be that awkward guy who just lets that slip by happening. What was that? That was my laptop because it wasn't muted. You know, the ding dang notifications come through the thing. Okay. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry (laughs) over there. Okay. Don't give me the death look. I love you. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, then do the mute thing, okay? <laughs> yeah, oh, that button was hit. I just let it awkwardly fade away first. <laughs> well, so on that serious note, basically, you know, and, and I'm not trying to be serious, serious. I'm just kind of telling the story, you know? Yeah. Uh, basically, you know, we took this to the next level. We embraced technology and we moved forward so that we could do business no matter if COVID hit or some other epidemic. And how we did that was that we could have individuals load their own things up so the social distancing is there, right? Mm -hmm. And they could use their own camera, not like this, but like this, take them photos. And also they could load up their information because they know more about their equipment or anything else than we do at times. I mean, there's things that we know that'll do or, or what they have or stuff like that, that comes down to particulars. But, and also compared to the rest of the industry, we were some of the first companies to do it. Yeah. I mean, actually we were, we are the leader in that, in that uh, technology in that industry, as far as the process and procedures and uh, what it, what it boiled down to was that we had to move forward and embrace the technology and move into the same direction. Now we didn't want to lose the bid calling because it's been in the family for golly, since the forties, you know, and actually bid calling, can you believe it or not? Bid calling started back before during the Egyptians and how they did that was, did you know, during the Egyptian time that if they had goods that were, you know, Royal and they were in a Royal, you know, party that um, they had a household within the Royal Nothing could be just taken and given or 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 handed down to somebody else to take. It couldn't happen. So that household, if they got out or something happened to them, they would actually resell it at auction to everybody that was within the circle. So it couldn't go out of the circle because people couldn't own, you know, items that were of royalty. So it's kind of cool. So auctioneering has been going on for thousands of years. It didn't just start back in the 1800s or something like that. Mm-hmm. Now, there is something about Colonel. Colonel started back in the 18, you know, it was, well, actually, let's take it back. Civil War. Okay. When the Civil War was, the only ones that could sell off the merchandise from the government was a Colonel and above. Mm-hmm. So the only thing they could do was they had to 
train in civilians because they didn't want privates and everybody else selling the government merchandise. That's right. So what they did was they took them and they trained them in. As soon as they got to the credited college, they gave them an honorary title of what? Colonel. Colonel. And auctioneer. Well, they are the auctioneers too as well. So, no, it's all good stuff. And and we've been moving forward with it. Um, so let's go back to some topics. Yeah, that's the first topic on the list. Micro-excavator. Yeah. Hand. So what do we got to say about that micro-excavator there? It's electric. <laughs> it's weird? Yeah, it's weird. Well, you know, it is kind of weird, but you know, the, the one thing about it is, is that it's a kid's toy. And if you're going to start kids out early, you're going to want to start them out early if you want to have them to run an excavator or something. It's pop, look at that toy there. Isn't that kind of cool? You think it's a toy? I don't think it's a toy. They're I would absolutely is play with that all day long. They're, so. they're renting them in Japan. <laughs> well, they got to be short little kids. The little Honda motors. I'm going to tell you what they are. They are a sit-on. There's no roll cage on it, so it's, it is a toy. You cannot take something like this, guys, unless you, OSHA just jumped out of the picture or Mincha and all the rest. Because if you went in and started oh, digging in somebody's yeah, yard this with is that, in Japan anyway, it's not even. Well, in come on now, Japan still wants some safety. It they want like some a, people around. It looks like a four wheeler with tracks. Japan yeah, really has stronger. It looks like a four wheeler with an excavator arm on the front well, of it. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll beg to differ. It does have tracks on both sides, and it has a push blade on the front, and uh, it is set up. But see, you know, the biggest thing that they have a problem with is that when it comes to children and controls. Why don't they take the controls and put them like they do in a cat or a John Deere excavator if they're going to put you in an excavator? When they put you on these excavator games, guys, they turn around and give you buttons that are this and this and this. It don't make any sense. Why don't they give you controls just like they do in a real excavator and make things real? And then guess what? Once you learn by the time you're eight or nine, heck, you can get a 49ers pay of 35, 40 bucks an hour just like that. And you go in at well, actually, you probably wouldn't be able to do that because you got to be 18 to get in there. But maybe you could talk your folks into getting you an excavator <laughs> and you can make a little extra money on the side. <laughs> I want to go to one of those parks that they've got. Well, they've got parks where you can go and just operate machines. Where's that? Diggerland. Diggerland? Yeah. Yes. That's really a thing. Yeah, yeah, it's real. You <laughs> Diggerland. But, you know, they put you in a big bucket. And then they turn around, take an excavator, and they swing you up and down like this. Oh, they let kids operate them, too. Mm-hmm. With the guys in the bucket? No, nobody in the bucket. <laughs> nobody in the bucket. Okay, well, I'd be dumped out. I could just see them splash and oh, <laughs> or have no. a pool behind there, huh? <laughs> but I mean, it, look, it says it does, here, it I mean, it, look, almost look like it obviously can't be compared to. Well, it says a Honda motor, so Honda had to get involved in there. Komatsu did the thing, you know, and it, yeah. they say it's a PC uh, 01E-1. Electric micro excavator. Someone did a review on YouTube already. So it's kind of cool. It's a cool thing. So the bottom line is, is that, you know, that unit would probably be cool to me in the event that it had the controls the same as a real excavator. Okay. That to me would make a lot more sense. It's more like a powered shovel. You you think we should do is take and maybe give them a write up and ask them, hey, what are you guys doing to make your controls so that they are more standard to an an operator, okay? You, you know, there's somebody that used to drive equipment. Remember that? Remember yeah. you said you'd like to drive that equipment? Hey, we don't drive equipment. We okay. operate it. That's right. It takes an operator. You can't be a driver when you drive equipment. There's no steering wheel on there. That's right. <laughs> it's only to. controls. Yeah. So anytime you got levers on the side and this and that, you become an operator. You know that, right? Yep. All right. And see, you know, the, this thing just looks like it's a... Look, an un- unpopular opinion. 
things like this basically overpowered electric automatic shovel instead of you digging a little trench you are literally just being lazy and letting the machine do the work for you it's like a you know it's it's kind of like comparable to like a a lawnmower, electric lawnmower. Yeah, like, yeah, well, you know, I'd like to know what kind of lawnmowers are bigger. You could get a gas-powered one, but I think they got faster. I think they have some plastic, you know, rams and stuff like that on this and sticks. I'm not sure, but you know, we should find that out because that'd be kind of cool to know. Yeah, if it was if it was metal, I mean, that it is probably metal. I mean, if I had to guess, but they were in buys a micro excavator. They made it plastic. It really is a child's toy. You what? see what the delivery time is on one of them. Probably a year <laughs> or better, too, maybe. Well, I suppose that they made they designed that for underground when you're already enclosed in the building. So well, that would be kind of cool, you know, if you want to dig like some that. footings, right? I don't know about footings, I don't think you'd reach, but I got a feeling you'd be able to dig in your plumbing and your underground electrical and all that stuff. Well, that's the way to put your kids to work, right? Yeah, I mean, get them working on there instead of a video game, and they could be putting the plumbing in for somebody's have house. Fun too. Yeah, and they'd have fun doing it. That is not an endorsement. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Well, be safe. Be Which, safe. since we've already talked about the toy, now we can maybe talk about the not this, toy. Yeah, this the the not toy, which the, is this new John Deere 904 P tier wheel loader. That's supposed to be not a toy. Oh, that's, no, that's, that's not, not, a, not toy. a toy. <laughs> yeah, 904 ain't a big, I mean, well, I should say it is and it is, but a 904 is a pretty good size unit. So we're probably looking at somewhere in a five and a quarter bucket or something like that on that one, I would think, huh? I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty big. You could grab that and kind of open it up and see what we have for schematics on that. But that's a nice, yeah. You know, John Deere, they've been making some really good equipment, you know, and it comes down to that, you know, what runs a, a piece of equipment is, is rams, the pumps, and the motor. Now, when it comes down to controls, they definitely help. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if you don't have the right controls in there, they're not going to last. And these guys are toggling and they're switching and you're moving all the time. So, you know, there's some cool things. But I'll tell you, John Deere has had, uh, had some uh, really uh, phenomenal uh, things going on with their equipment because their equipment is definitely uh, a lasting piece of equipment. But, you know, I'll tell you the truth. It doesn't matter how new the equipment is if you don't have the support when you do need somebody to help you fix it. Well, and that's something that John Deere just actually got done being with their lawsuit. That's a yep. transition right there. <laughs> what do you mean moving from from John running Deere right to repair? Yeah, I was gonna say they're the right to repair and the the ability to. Yeah, they're uh, doing that. Only John now, not only John Deere can work on stuff. Isn't that amazing? Well, they're going to send you the part, and they're going to give you schematics. You're going to say, hey, bolter on, boys. We know you got some Just tools. Just like every other industry yeah, out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're the first. Everybody else says, let me fix it. I'll be there in two weeks. <laughs> you know, and These poor guys, they turn around. They got a short summer. What are they going to do? They're going to stand there with their hands in their pockets with 12 guys because you ain't going to fix their stuff? That ain't a good day. Because guess what? You still got to pay them. Everybody's got to make a living, right? That's right. So that's kind of a cool deal too, you know. Um, John Deere, kudos, you know, doing a good job. I'm moving forward. That's the name of the game. You got to move forward with not only technology, you got to move forward with the new things in uh, in the industry that actually will uh, get you, uh, you know, to where you need to be. Just like uh, we're talking about Brad Talk a little bit here, you know, the nice thing about some of the Brad stuff we're doing or you guys are putting together is that what won't it work on? We talk about Brad alone. Logan, that's a question for you. 
I'm sorry. What was that? I was looking at our next topic here, okay, which well, is boom trucks. Well, I'm kind of I moved out of it just for a second. I just just said, you know, it, it's uh, as far as the Brad talk here. What what items or what what doesn't it work on? Um, nothing, uh, because like I had mentioned earlier, the reason that software oftentimes doesn't work in the end is because uh, the specific software package needed to adapt to some companies specific way of working and some companies have found workarounds for that for many years albeit letting people add features to it to their software within certain parameters dynamically like what we would call custom fields where you can put your own categories for certain into a software um, or another example would be uh, you know even updating your logo on some interface or just really simple stuff like that. Well, but the more complicated functionalities, like even um, online auctions and things that require a slew of certain flows of, uh, you know, software, uh, it's important that every business, every business is different. Okay. That's what I've learned at least all these years. So, like you do something different than Jim Bob down the road. Cause they all do something that they like and that works for them. And, and that's how it is. Um, and those things can be different things like just ba just data that they track on their customers, for instance. Like if they want to know, um, you know, what year he bought a previous piece of equipment or something like that. Some companies like to know that kind of stuff. Most do. Um, but, you know, one guy, you know, will be like, no, I don't want to track that year. You know, I want to track something else related to maybe the equipment or but we're I want to track this particular whatever. Sorry, go ahead. But we're talking about like item. I mean, you know, like a Mac or an IBM oh, or devices, devices that you use you meant, them on, you know, they'll, like, they'll use, you can use any device to use this, right? Oh yeah. To, it's to cross platform. I mean, that's like the, the new wave so, of technology. So anyways, now have, does that mean that I don't have to go to an app store or anything else to load it and use it and that kind of thing? Or, or how does that work? Yeah. But well, basically, you know, the website itself is what is the app. I mean, it's no different than any big, you think of the, so all it's all browser companies. usable. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, but you could also install the actual apps on your phone if you wanted to, which is just it adds like just a little bit better of an experience. It gives you access to a couple of bit more features that you may not have in the web browser. Like, for instance, um, you know, a lot of people like to use different um, uh, features of like their phone, like, I don't know, even like a LiDAR sensor, which is most of the newer iPhones have, which are like 3D scanner things. Can't exactly access that sensor in your phone without it being installed as an app on your device. The web browsers just doesn't allow that to happen for certain reasons related to security. We you wouldn't want everybody just to be able to access your camera and everything else just based off a simple load up of a website or a click of a button. Um, so same philosophy, right? And um, all that stuff just leads into the cross-platform stuff because it works on the mobile, works on desktop, it works on everything. And it's, and there's there's standards out there that all the wondrous engineers who came before us have bestowed upon us as the users of all this technology. Like even our, like I got a Mac sitting right here, but Jordan's got a Windows computer, but we both got the same stuff pulled up, reading the same articles and Ray over there has got his phone and he's looking at the, you know, the same articles we're looking at and you know, it's, it's all on the same stuff, you know, and it's, it, I'm sorry, it's all, all the same stuff on different devices. And it's just in only the big companies have that kind of stuff. Most of the smaller companies don't really have, the capability to do specifically that and, and have the things that are really important to companies like offline functionality, 
I mean, you know, these companies, like, even though they have offline functionality to a certain extent, they could care less about offline functionality just because they're literally such an online platform. But businesses benefit great, great, greatly off of uh, offline systems. Because so you're saying that, you know, that in the Brad system, you can function online or offline. Yeah, of course. And any computer, any phone, anything. Yep. So basically... There's your limits. You took out the limits. Now, there are limits to the online or offline functionality, which is like, you know, a practical example would be like video calling your friend. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're offline. You surely ain't going to get, oh, there's no right. wire there. So not data up. entry and things of that nature and stuff that could be inputted into the system and then given to the server later to then distribute to everybody else who may need to see that is is a really good feature for even outages, like if you know if your company's got a bunch of the perfect example would be a data entry business where literally all they do all day long is enter data or something like that. Um, she wouldn't stop or slow it down. Stop just because your internet went out. Somebody wrecked into the phone pole outline or outside, and now the whole thing is offline. And then as soon as online comes, book she loads it right up. Yep, exactly. Wow. Yep. So it's AI. Oh, it's got it's got all kinds of different artificial intelligences in it. I mean, they do different purposes, and some are even uh, you know you never even know they were there just because they're not even for you. Like even uh, accessibility options and things like that that just do things behind the scenes that are required by a lot of state compliances in the United States. By the way, yeah, but, well, we had to go with that. We had that uh, what do you call it? Five o. It's, it's just section. like any other business. There's things that are standardized in your industry, and you have to conform to those standards. Otherwise, you're not really considered up to their standards yeah. and therefore, you know, whatever. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of tech, there's a lot of work we've been doing with all that technology and such. Cool. That's not all right. Jim Bob. That's what? That's not Jim Bob. Who's not Jim Bob? You called Troy Jim Bob. I didn't call Troy Tim Bob. I, I reached <laughs> right off screen and said Jim Bob was way behind our audience over there. Jim Bob might not be in our audience. You out there, Jim Bob? <clears throat> Jim Bob's there. Don't worry. He's there. <laughs> So, um, what's our next truck we're going to talk about here? We'll give them a little simulations. Yeah, sim exactly what we were Some segueing boom, into a second ago, which boom was truck simulators. Yeah, simulators. Like, you know, you're talking about how all the simulators out there. There's it. a couple good ones, but none like up to the standards of whatever. And this is probably leading into a private conversation of uh, some cool simulators that could be built in the future. Yeah, I dig um, this. Yeah, so it's pretty cool looking. So a simulator is that now? What's the difference between like a simulator version or an autonomous? What what's kind of the, are they same? Are they close? Or well, I think the simulator is just a training. Yeah, yeah that's really just training, to do training for people. Autonomous is like self. So autonomous, you'll go out and do it itself. So less yeah. boom truck operators drop things on my Ferrari. You got a Ferrari? Yeah, it's parked right outside. It's called a. <laughs> Crown Ferrari. <laughs> Crown Ferrari. <laughs> Ford Crown Ferrari. <laughs> I get this simulator. I was reading on it and it says that um with that crane, it actually it'll it'll simulate the use of unstable soil underneath it. It'll simulate um well, gust, of, a gust of wind. Well no, but the inside uh. the, the pad system of the of the crane, there the hydraulics will move to simulate oh, wow. high winds yeah. to simulate that's phenomenal. That's like so, auto adjusting, like my motor coach does. So you know, nice. going down the road and the wind hits the side, she automatically adjusts right back and forth. Simulates the. You know, uh, I physics. got a boom truck one time. It was one of those ones that go out like 125 feet and it would put concrete out as a pumper truck. The guy had it all the way out and he. And he brought, the, he was going to bring it all in. He brought the legs up and he swung the thing to the side and it flipped the whole truck right over. <laughs> he 
he needed to play saw this. a lot of stuff. But <laughs> yeah, I he needed, needed, the he needed to play simulator. the boom truck simulator. <laughs> oh, he should have been playing with it because it would have educated him well. I mean, you or see, had I the automatic fun. or the automatic <laughs> legs on it would have been cool because when as soon as that thing started tipping, it went whoop, right down. You know, mm-hmm. that would have been because the switch would have been on, but and he didn't have it lock and load it. You know, yeah, we sold that truck, and I'll tell you what. Um, the guy wasn't happy because his insurance <laughs> company did pay him for it. You know what I mean? And and uh, they had to cut the boom off, though, because she's a little tethered, you know. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, anyways, we did sell that truck at auction afterwards. And the guys, they did something else with it. Probably put a water truck on it or something like that, a water tanker. Oh, yeah. Who knows? But anyways, yeah, kind of a cool. That simulators would be the way to go. I'm still envisioning that truck stepping over some. Could you imagine being the guy running the controls and that thing flipped over? <laughs> Boy, no, he'd been to get out of the way quick, huh? When everybody around just, him started laughing just at him. 125 feet. He said that there was, they, they were doing it right where a new house built was <laughs> in a development. Oh, no. He said it went between a house and a garage. Also, you're lucky. Real lucky. Oh, <laughs> real lucky. <laughs> I've seen some real things, I'm telling you. <laughs> That so been real bad. That wasn't real great. I mean, it was at least nobody got killed. Maybe they'll make an excavator one so Logan knows how to walk it. Oh, hey, I seen one. You know, I'm not going to name names, but it was north of um, uh, off in 35W. This guy went out with his skid steer, and he was going to go out, and he had to go through his bog and retrieve, you know, and cut down with his skid steer, knock stuff down. Well, he went down to it had frozen ground, but what happened was, the ground broke away. It was in a swamp and they didn't get real hard and he, he sunk it. So it sunk. So the motor was, and he couldn't get forward or back. So he hired a company with an excavator to walk out so far and grab it. So they laid piling kind of a, or I mean, you know, like logs and huh? Like they would have laid out some padding. For Paddings, them. right. And swung them out there and got them all out there. They grabbed onto him with a, with a hook and chain. And once he started pulling on it, the padding went this way. <laughs> it slid right off the padding. Oh, no. oh yeah. The, oh, and and they, so they came back sure. the next day because they couldn't get it. You know, they had to get a wrecker out there. Well, the thing, all you could see was the name of the company on the boom. <laughs> it was sunk in. So they got a wrecker out there. The wrecker says, we can't get it. It's too far out. So they had to build a road out to it and pull their excavator out and then pull the skid loader out. Not a cheap day. Not a cheap day at all. Yeah, that was unreal. I wish I could have watched. <laughs> oh my gosh. Was it a John Deere? Actually, it was a Caterpillar. Mm. Oh no. At least he can fix Caterpillar it excavator. Yeah, at least he can fix it on his I own. I guess he can with a John Deere now, too. <laughs> no, he can't fix it on his own. That had to been John Deere. <laughs> oh, Cat doesn't let him. Let people do it either? No, well, cat was, was somewhat of a it was somewhat of a universal rule almost along almost all I'm manufacturers that they they made it so you had to bring it to a dealer. It's the same with a lot of the automotive products now. You have to bring it to the dealer to get it fixed. I've only heard it really with John Deere, but or that's void your warranty, That's right? The warranty deal yeah. it can depending upon what kind of fixing you're going to do. You know, if it's a track and a link and or something to that degree, they'll send you the parts and you can put your mechanic to it. You know. But a lot of times these guys are, you know, they, they want to come out and do the maintenance. And really, you know, with the workforce today, mechanics, they're a little harder to get because these big companies are turning around and hiring them so they can run around and fix this stuff. Otherwise, they can't fix it. And you're doing is you want to operate it and you want to operate it to make money. And the fixing part, that's why you want to stay new enough or late model or clean enough. 
so that way you're not fixing when you're working because it don't make you no money. Mm-hmm. So it changes the whole game, you know, and there's getting less and less people out there that want to go out and do this game. You know, that's why you're going to be seeing in the next, I'd say five years for sure. Autonomous is going to be coming in pretty heavily, you know. He's so very popular. What's yeah, Ray, that? Ray's always getting phone calls. Ray's looking down now, his phone going, okay, now who wants to sell something here? <laughs> Everybody's, the cash register is ringing. Well, it ain't ringing until they're bringing the money to me. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I mean, the autonomy will be coming soon. And, you know, what do you, what do you think, Troy? Will Holland jobs be gone in the near future? Well, I think that a lot of them are already kind of being gone. I mean, if you look at the progression that's come, we got Caterpillar here, but we've also got, I believe Walmart has started their fleets to be autonomous. I mean, we're, it's just going to keep spreading. Tesla's coming out with that new semi too. I mean, we're, you go to, I love you, Elon Musk, but yeah, I mean, it's ugly, but it works. What's that? It, it may, it, they're kind of ugly. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it that. What's criticism. that? The, the, cy- the Cybertruck. Oh my God. Not, no, not the small one. No, he, re- the cyber truck, he rebuilt the Cybertruck. He rebuilt that semi. It's a giant old, semi. Oh, the semi, yeah. yeah. I was thinking of that pickup truck that looks like a giant wedge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you what, old Elon. Wedge? He, he, he did That's the right thing. That's what things. it looks like to me. Yeah. He he sold out right now on all of his cars. He sold out right now till 2023. Yeah, on the cars. The cars are cool. Yeah, they're sold out. <laughs> the, That's the, the big semi truck. <laughs> I don't know about that one, Chief. Well, I'm telling you what. Um, they do you, go fast though. If you go to it, yeah, they'll do 200 mile an hour. Damn, <laughs> you're gone. Hey, look, you're going to be getting your Twinkies and Hershey's <laughs> chocolate about five days sooner now, folks, thanks to Elon well, Musk. Once he gets the autonomous on top of that truck and stuff, I mean, it's going to be some cool stuff. I mean, right now, you can't even get into a California port unless it's electric truck. Well, it's got to no, be electric. Electric trucks, you don't have to shut down. Well, right. They, they just turn you're off on, when you turn off 24. the fuel, right? I didn't even well, know those were a thing. Well, I mean, they're electric. What electric trucks? Yeah, like electric semi trucks. They have them all over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I think Mercedes yeah. was like one of the first ones. Well, guess who bought Mercedes? Well, the things I heard about them online. You know who is, bought Mercedes? Mr. Musk. Are that they don't have a long enough Musk. range. That's a lot of that's a lot of what the what we've come yeah. to a problem with for electric vehicles in general is range mm-hmm. and battery life. Well, at least with the cars, it's pretty co- comparable. Like you get a full charge, you got to like like on a full tank of gas, you get like 300, 400 miles, maybe even four fifty if you got a really good newer car. Um, but with these Teslas, they're basically the same, like three hundred miles, something like that. I don't own a Tesla, I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but you know, it's it's pretty comparable. But with the semis, it's like ridiculously different, right? Like it's like you're getting like 400 miles whereas most semi trucks get like 800 900 miles and stuff like that so well and and that's true but you know you also have to look at you know how many miles they let them drive a day now oh that's and it's yeah. and it's it's less so you could stop and charge and you know and it's how long will the batteries last is a part of the deal uh the other piece is you know in electric you only got 20 moving parts on a a, a you know with a engine internal internal combustion you've got 200 moving parts so a lot more wear you know a lot more things going on now i did have to do i did an appraisal for a gentleman on a uh tesla and why i had to do that appraisal is because he let somebody rent the car from him and they got in an accident and the insurance company was only going to pay him a certain amount and um 
the only way that he could get any difference in compensation was that he had to have the appraiser, that's a master appraiser, give them an appraisal that was of true value for him. And I did. And I, I had to really, you know, study up on that car because, I mean, it's got so many features that are far beyond what you would think. And what I mean by that is, is that, did you know if you got hit in the front of that car, the hood is designed to go up so it doesn't hit you in the windshield and goes over the car. So it would slide whatever you hit over the car. Also, if you took and, and you slid sideways with that car and you went down the ditch, it has weights that actually come up so you can't roll the car. It's got so many features to it, it's phenomenal that make that car more superior than a regular uh, car that we have out there today. Mm -hmm. Unreal. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree completely. Um, Teslas these, are awesome. These cats aren't electric. Plus you got to buy a battery, and then there's the option of just blowing it up, I guess. But, blowing a battery up? What, the YouTube but, video where the guy blew the... You didn't want to pay 25 grand for a battery, so he decided to make it go boom. And 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 they don't even all have to be electric, if you think about that, too. They They could be just remote-controlled gas-powered things, too. I mean, like, even though, like, electric is taken over and maybe good at other things... Like people love that self-driving feature, um, but there's plenty of cars that have similar, not like Tesla's, don't get me wrong, Tesla's amazing. Like you could dang near just let it go and it's going to drive you all through the city with their the, that latest version of their self-driving software. But even companies like like Cat, you know, they use a, autonomy on their bigger stuff. Like even like when you're, you know, grading and doing all kinds of different stuff, it's automatically doing stuff for you in a the computer's aiding you in your work gps there's good there's good things that that autonomous stuff can do and then or even like in this on this article they got like big dump trucks that are just running back and forth between um uh places uh well you know they're they are putting electric in because i know that on the new dozers even on some of the bigger dozers they're putting electric drives in they still have a diesel engine the they're like a train. You know how a train works, right? Yeah. A train has, the engine is running the generator that charges the batteries that run the locomotive. Right. So they're electric. And I don't know if a lot of the audience knows that or not, but um, they're also doing that with Caterpillar now, with the dozers, because the drive on electric is so much straight and stronger going forward mm -hmm. because you don't, you have an even push all the time. And they're a lot faster and they're quicker, you know, on, on how they operate as well. So it's kind of a cool thing. There's a lot of things that are kind of mixed that are going on, but you're right. You could use uh, diesel or gas or, or even propane or even uh, they're doing water, hydrogen, you know, so you can run an engine out of hydrogen. Natural gas. We're yep. living in a crazy time, a lot of crazy technologies. And, but, you know, they're looking for stuff. the cheapest and the most economical with the least amount of emissions. That's the kind of deal. Let's let's kind of stop all these blueprints, you know, their footprints that we're putting across the world and, you know, and clean her up a little bit, you know? Yeah. So that's... There, there is a question on this topic. Oh, there is. Okay. Yeah. If... Is this going to take people's jobs? Self-driving cars? Well, let me ask you a question. Well, How many people have people help wanted signs out there, dude? <laughs> We need to take their jobs. They don't need to stay home. If they're going to stay home, they got to get a check somehow. I guess the government will help them. Well, maybe. I mean, like the producer's some, question. Okay. Some, <laughs> some may have, some may not. You know, it's like also, it's, it's no different than anything. It's like when if 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 your job gets taken someplace, another one opens in another place because somebody's got to fix that machine. <laughs> yeah. So I was just um, wondering, like, 
wouldn't they want somebody kind of close to it at all times in case something does go wrong? Well, you know, if something goes wrong, you want to be far away from it, you know. But you want it on a camera. I mean, get a flat no, you, you machines want it, you will want attack. It on, you know, you got it on the cameras. You got cameras. You got you've got signals. So no different your phone. If you were turning around and looking at uh, your cameras that are, you know, and you're sitting in Mexico and and you're you're watching your cameras, you know, you could operate something from there too, right? Mm. So it, it's it's no different. I mean. To have um, to have the thing to operate on or, or to, to operate it, you know, it's autonomous. They're programmed to do this and do that, and boop, 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 they're gone. I'd venture to guess there's a lot of infrared sensors. <laughs> you think it sends a distress signal? Well, even there's a flat tire. Oh, I, I mean, think the tire sends a signal. There's a lot of because just like my motor coach, it's got tire pressures right there. Yeah. So you can watch all the signs. That's why I said, remember what I was talking about for IRA? I said I want all kinds of gauges. Why? So I know what's going on. Yeah. Same deal. Well, a lot of, a lot of the stuff, I mean, this, I think the state of used equipment and everything like that is pretty crazy because with all the new technologies coming out today, like you were mentioning with all the, you know, electric powered diesel motors that are essentially like electric vehicles, but they're being powered while they drive instead of having to stop for a charge, um, which is kind of like how that Prius worked. And it's like the same thing the auto industry tried to do where they like, they got like a car that's like half gas, half engine. And, you know, a car is a little bit different than a train, but you know, you get the point like that they're always trying to advance. And I think that's something that's always like, if you think you take a, any piece of equipment from way back when um, it's, it's, it's uncomparable to even something in 2001, you know what I mean? So um, should we tell the Prius story? The what? what Prius story. I don't or, think we got time for that. I mean, we only got a couple more minutes here, folks. So we're going to have to be quick with uh, what we get our final thoughts on the state of the, the industry, sure. uh, which, which I think is moving forward pretty fast. If you have, if you ask me, I think you're uh, exactly right. I think that, um, you know, with what we're doing or where we're going with the industry, there's a lot of unanswered questions, of course, mm -hmm. but then there's also people that are doing, and that are experimenting and that are making things happen. And I think that, uh, you know, that, that makes the difference on who you are and, and what you do in this world. You got to take the chances, you know, you have to look at, uh, you know, this is uncharted. It's no different than, you know, when you see in Star Trek, you think, beam me up, Scotty. Well, they're already talking about warp drives, you know, and you look at it and go, how can you fathom a warp drive? And they're saying, well, they've got even uh, jets out there now that will run so fast because of the warp drive and the technology they have with engines that they say from here to Chicago is four minutes. Really? Could your body handle that? They, but they say that with warp drive, it puts you in suspension inside the, the, the unit so it doesn't have that force against you. It's like somebody pulling you versus you pushing you to there. Weird technology. Weird technology. We're but, living in a crazy time, though. I mean, it's like yeah. just yesterday, it felt like, you know, a lot of things you hear on the Internet would be like, you know, we don't know. Uh, that's pretty crazy. It can't be true. But nowadays, everything's so dang crazy. You don't know what's true. Well, and that's where you do got to check it out and make sure that, you know, you're looking at the right things and knowing the right things and, and dealing with the right people. That's that's kind of the deal, you know, yeah. all the way along. But so I think speaking um, of right people. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Well, we got we all got we all got some merch. Let's plug our merch, guys. Look, we got the IRA company. Whoa, some IRA hats. Might make those America. available soon. Come yeah, buy at IRA. Get yourself some equipment and you some know, hats. I, yeah. I even did the old buy at IRA. You see this right here? It looks like a little dozer. That's what it is. But it's also what they call a 
stress reliever. <laughs> and when then you, if you get mad at somebody and you throw it, you're not going to hurt them too bad. <laughs> oh, they bounce off pretty good. They bounce off. Just don't let your kids chew on them. Okay? <laughs> or your dog. But this here, so if you want to go out and you want to be hunting and you don't want to get shot at, you got to have these legally in the state of Minnesota during deer hunting season. Serious. <laughs> well, they'll, we'll see. They'll see us out there probably. We'll catch you later. Thanks for Thank tuning in. Thanks for watching. Yeah, yeah. we'll be talking Bye, to you again. Yep. Thank you.